We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, welcome, welcome to a um a somber edition of the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Giancarlo Navas. And with me today, we have Saucy Takes, Coach Lou. Lou, uh, oh, what's up, what's up? How are we doing? Mike's we're muted. Doing. It's a depressing we're, day. Yeah, listen, we have, we have a lot to get to. We have the great, the talented, and often correct, Siobhan Beslow. How are you? Hello, people. I am I'm all right. I feel like I'm better than most, but I understand why we're not. We're gonna get into. We got a lot to get into. We yeah. also have Brian Goins live from an undisclosed location in Southern California. Fancy. I'm in San, I'm in San Diego. Don't you give care. away your location. They're gonna find you. So they can come find me. Go buy me some drinks, or I'll buy you drinks. I got per diem over Brian here. Brian wants to drink. Okay. <laughs> First round on Goins. Chat has a lot to say already. We have Lenny Lester subscribing at Tier 1 for 24 months. That's two years. Hey, thanks for being with us that long. Says an efficient and truly correct statement. This is whack. (laughs) (laughs) I agree with you, Lenny. Um, Frankie in chat says more like fraud office. Um, We have all sorts of opinions. L Spicy Boy says generational disaster class by the heat. Good grief. JG said we went up against a bigger hater than G. I don't know if I can even be mad. <laughs> um, JG resubscribes with Prime, says Jokic season. I'm sure some people here would agree. Other people are blaming me. Uh, we have, listen, we have, we have takes from all over the spectrum, but let's get to what happened today. Around sometime this afternoon, around three, we all get the weird notification from Woj that Damian Lillard is a Milwaukee Buck. He went for Drew Holiday, essentially Drew Holiday and a, a draft pick and a pick swap. And I believe the pick swap is in 2029. So quite so far I'll tell you exactly what it was. Yes, so Brian, help me out. What, what Milwaukee basically gave up, what they gave up was Drew Holiday, like you said, a first round pick, I believe, in 2028. Nine. And then two yeah. pick in 2029. Okay. Then, yeah. And then two pick swaps in 2027 and 2028. That's it. Those oh, are, Grayson those, Allen and great and Grayson Allen going to Suns. Those pick swaps are going to be far out. So you know, I was kind of hating on the pick swaps. They might be a little better than maybe anticipated, but who knows? Because Giannis could stay there a decade, and and none of this, um, none of this matters. So that's what that's what Dame went for. Um, the Blazers in um, the Blazers in a third team got Phoenix involved, as we actually reported on that last week. We talked about how Phoenix was going to get in on this, and and they did. They send DeAndre Ayton, and they get back Nurkic. So the the Suns have a brand new shiny starting center that's not very good. Um, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck they did there, but uh, they wanted to get rid of. Uh, from what I hear, they want to get rid of DeAndre Ayton. So Lou, I'll start with you. We'll go around the room, man. Your reaction to to that was what? Because we're going to get into what the Heat probably or may have offered. All the reports going out, but I just want. 
I want a quick, efficient, raw reaction. A couple sentences from everybody on the panel. Oh, man. It felt like I got punched in the gut. When I saw Dame trade, you know, I, was, I wasn't expecting it to be us at that moment just because. But once I saw that he went to the ops, as my, as my friends called it, which is Milwaukee, then I got even more. It, it felt like I got punched twice in the gut, which is what made it worse. And after seeing what he went for, it was like I just got knocked out. It was a TKO. I was out for all day. <laughs> Nobody could text me. Nobody could talk to me. Um, yeah, that was my initial reaction. Bon, your reaction was what? Bon, you're muted. Yeah, she's muted. Now, okay. My initial reaction was very much, um, I was pretty shocked. I'm not going to lie. Only, not that it wasn't us, but because it was Milwaukee of all places. But I, I, in my hardest of hearts, I'm not mad at it. Um, I don't feel any differently than I felt the whole offseason. And, you know, we kind of, we're at where we're at. And, you know, I I think the one thing that I will say is, you know, it's okay to we move and this and that. And that's fine. Like, we're going to pivot, whatever, whatever. But, like, you got to kind of let people have space to feel how they want to feel about this. Uh, with this and, like, everything that's been surrounded, you got to kind of give people space to feel their feelings a bit, whether justified or not. But, you know, eventually we move. Brian, in your undisclosed location in sunny, droughted California, what was your reaction? So I got the text notification from like multiple people. I didn't see, I wasn't checking Twitter right away. So I didn't see the Woj tweet um, live like you guys did like seconds later and then start going Twitter and like checking all the tweets. I probably didn't even look at Twitter till like maybe 15, 20 minutes later. I just, I knew something must've happened because my phone was buzzing in my pocket as I was walking around. Um, I got like 10 texts. You're I got like, text from my dad. I got a text from you. I got work. text from Bleach Report asking us to come on and do an instant reaction. I was like, oh, something must have fucking happened. I, I and didn't then see I it that I was playing 2K and I just had my phone down. And like my yeah. girlfriend texted me. He was like, I'm so sorry um, for your loss. <laughs> I, I even was texting back and forth with uh, someone that I'm, I've been contacting with um, in Tyler Heroes Camp. Um, we'll give out names. Um, and we've been chatting. So, yeah, a lot of stuff has been going out um, regarding, like, this trade. And, and it, it just – it sucks that it didn't end up in Miami's favor and it ended up going to a team that most likely is one of Miami's now two biggest competitors in the same conference. So, like, if Dan was going to go to any team – and get traded, I felt like Milwaukee was the most dangerous team that he could have gotten traded to. Like, Toronto, you weren't really scared of Toronto that much if he had gone to Toronto. But to go to Milwaukee, and now that Boston, like, is still, like, pretty good, and who knows how that Porzingis fit is. Like, their two top two competitors in the East <laughs> presumably got better, and Miami got worse because they don't have Maxters. They don't have Gabe Vincent. You're hoping for uh, here to hopefully, like, give you something – um, consistent in the playoffs and, and perform to his ex- expectations, which I think he could. Um, but then you're also counting on a bunch of young players that you haven't really seen in, in these kind of roles. And and you're also hoping that health plays in Miami's favor again this season, which it has in the last two times they've made deep finals runs. So personally, I don't feel great as a Heat fan about any of this. Um, and if you really want my honest opinion, I think Milwaukee is definitely – the favorites to win the championship this season. If you want to bookmark that, like I've tweeted out earlier, go ahead. Um, I just don't see Miami like being a contender this season. They, maybe they can make a run to the Eastern Conference Finals, but I think the, the ship probably stops there for them. Brian is in disaster mode. In Barry, listen, disaster. we have we have DefCon One in Miami. We have Barry Jackson tweeting out, "Quote." Anyone who asks us or five reasons or Anthony Chang, etc., whether the Heat can get random next available name, parentheses, holiday, healed, whoever, and parentheses, understand that yearning for this has become an unhealthy, unsatisfying way to go through life. Like an addiction, accept reality of of the way things are. Barry Jackson. (laughs) What? Ethan, everybody. I, I love Barry, but I swear to God, he needs to stop talking to Andy and Pat. Barry he needs is, his own opinions. Barry is telling you, Brian, to walk off the ledge. Barry's saying, "Yes, yeah. life." Barry, 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 you need to stop drinking that heat culture Kool Aid. Because yeah, I know they like their team, 
But he fans know that this team, while they can make these incredible playoff runs, they don't have enough juice to get the job finished. Like that Kobe meme. Job finish? No, no it's not. Job's not finished. Whatever. You don't understand what I mean. Anyways, like I was saying, like to me, it feels like the Heat took took what happened last season. They they had a really bad regular season, but they were able to still squeak by and make it to the playoffs as a play-in team. And then they have this incredible finals run, which is awesome. We were all happy. It, it, you know, we had great hangover time episodes. You know, it was a great time for us. But if you look back at it, like, we knew this team still needed help. Like, Jimmy needed help. We saw it all throughout the playoffs. And he, he basically was burnt out after the first round and, like, the first few games of the second round after that Josh Hart injury. And it's like these are things that you have to account for as a, as a general manager, as a president, as a team. Like, what are you supposed to do when you've seen this team year in and year out get so close to the finish line, but you can't cross it? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> chat, chat. Asked, the best. Wait, wait, wait. Asked, I'm not done. Like Brian, let it. Asked, chat asked you're stung by a fucking bee. What does that mean? I guess your face looks in shallow. <laughs> my face looks red? Oh, my God. Adversation. Get over it. Bro, um, Bon. bon. <laughs> uh, Brian, you've talked too much. Bon. No, 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 no. I'm not done. The best thing. Bon. So nah, you could have let him go for it. <laughs> yeah. oh go All ahead. we got was fucking Kyle Lowry for Jimmy Butler. And Ooh. what the fuck is that going to do for us anymore? He's 37 years old. I'm happy. <clears throat> yeah. I, I'm at, listen. I'm just saying I'm Barry, good. Barry Jackson is telling us all to get a grip and to touch grass. Yeah. Right? I'm telling Barry Jackson. He needs to keep Pat Riley accountable. Um, well, you know, there that's that's talk on the time that we're going to get into that in a second. I, what I do want to talk about right now is uh, as we kind of explore all angles of what's going on. Uh Anthony Chang tweeted out through through Damian Lillard's agent. He said Dame Dame Lillard's agent Aaron Goodwin on Heat's pursuit of trade. Quote, they did everything they could to acquire Dame. It takes two to get a deal done. I appreciate all that Pat, Andy, and Mickey did to try to make this happen. And what is What's interesting to me, guys, and I'll I'll do Bond, and then we'll go to Lou, is that runs counter to what the organization is telling Levitard and Barry Jackson. Because we know that Barry is getting his information from the front office. We know that Levitard gets his information from the front office. We've, we've known this in the market for a while. And what Anthony is saying runs counter to that. Bond... I don't know how to untangle the truth of what happened. <clears throat> you know, I, I, I can understand that. And you're, you're absolutely right. And that, um, that being the, the statement from, you know, from Chang and from Jimmy's a- or from Dame's agent himself, you know, like you said, that um, runs counter to everything that we've heard. And I think actually, helps soothe some people, right? I think a lot of what at least felt, I don't, I'll speak for myself and, and some stuff that I've seen too, like this idea that um, that they that they let it get out there, they were playing it so cavalier. And you know, we no one wanted them to be desperate for it. I'm upset that they put themselves in positions to kind of where we are now, but that's those are feelings. Yep. Um, what did you say that what, what, and what Dame Lillard's agent is saying is that it doesn't seem like because that's coming from Dame. Like, no, no, that's what I'm saying. That's what yeah, I'm yeah, getting yeah. To, right. So that's that's a good thing. That's, that's from us because that's coming I, I from the like guy good. who's most affected by what happened. Yeah, or most intimate to what yeah. is, is going on. Yeah, and so to know that you that it's it feels like the front office did their due diligence, um, regardless of what was kind of said and however we feel about stuff that was said. Um, it, it makes you feel good. And, and that's, for me, last thing on it, it's really kind of disheartening because you know the the possibility of, you know, people just being petty and just not wanting to cooperate with you when you're trying to act in good faith. And it's like, damn, you really don't want to believe that people are just, but no, people choose to want to deal with you, want to have, you know, business relationships for whatever their motivations are. So um, that w- I think that, not that that was surprising, but that was a little relieving to see um, come out and then at the point that we're in now they did all they could do it's literally you got to kind of 
you know, chalk yeah, it you up just, a You just take the L, right? Like, yeah. Just, you know, what are you going to do if, yeah. if somebody's not going to work with you? And, and Lou, that, that to me is, um, that to me is kind of interesting because like I said, the organization is, is telling the media here, right? The media that talks to them, they're like, Hey, we're not desperate. Our offer is our offer. And they seem to make that very clear to the local media. Now, that runs contrary to things that I heard, mm-hmm. as I talked about. There were there was communication with with Phoenix, which that turned out, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire, right? Like Phoenix was obviously interested in getting in that deal, and you know, we had that a week ago in Miami. I'm sure, judging from what I heard, was doing their due diligence there, and it just doesn't make sense that they have a chance to get this guy, and they draw the line at listen. Riley is not Riley's not Sam Presti. He's a guy that he'll send anybody to get anyone. I mean, we've seen this time and time again. So for him to like haggle over this and that, or like, oh, Caleb Martin is like my, you know, like that's just I just don't believe that. I, I don't know, Lou. I, I don't I don't believe that. I genuinely agree with you entirely. I don't think it was that the Heat didn't want to offer them as much. And it just, like you said, it depends what side of media is pushing what. But to me personally, I just feel like they did not want to talk to Miami. I feel like they didn't value what Miami has, even though it could have been arguably the same or if not better than what they got from Milwaukee. That's a discussion for another day, to be honest. And I and I fully understand Brian's anger in this situation. But to Bond's point, the Heat did this to themselves. Why? Because if y'all remember, as soon as summer started, the first move that was made was Bradley Beal for fucking nickels. And I was out here yelling at the top of my lungs because that felt attainable without giving up the farm. You and Bond were there from the start on that. Exactly. You know what it costs to get Dane. Now, like like you said, I don't think Caleb Martin, I don't think Jaime Hawkins, I don't think Nikola Jovic is going to stop Pat Riley from acquiring Damian Lillard. Why? Because we've had president of this before. He, he did it with Shaq. People at the time, some, there are some people who didn't want to trade Josh Richards. He traded Josh Richardson Lamar and Hassan Oda. Whiteside. Yeah, yeah he, he's made trades for stars. He doesn't give a fuck. That's the whole point. So to me, this is shocking, not from the standpoint that we didn't get him or what he went for. It's just shocking that, and this isn't the first time, I feel like just teams don't want to argue with the Heat because they don't want to, I don't know, they, they just don't, I feel like we're not like they're on the league, to be honest. We're not, but we do some of that to ourselves too. God, I hate like and and when we 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 have built ourselves up to walk with the confidence and kind of the air that we have about ourselves. But it, and I don't know if this is just a, uh, it's really is just an online thing. But online things kind of make their circulation. Like people get tired of us, whether they nope. have a justified reason to not, and not even, and I don't even want it to sound like. Y'all are like people are some haters, but like we we know Shit, our I'll programs. We know our programs good. We know that we've had talent. We know we are well run organization. We build talent and like all of those things. We like rubbing people's face, not in a necessarily in a, an aggressive way, but like. Y'all have all this shit to say, and then we're still good in spite of all of that stupid shit. So I've long thought that people like weren't really going to make it easy for us to get talent, <laughs> like exactly. and, and just you know, I don't know. Uh, Brian, what did you? Ha- I know you wanted to say something. Um, I mean, Pat Riley gave us the playbook. He said earlier in his press conference of what needed to happen for Miami to land another star, and it happened the way that they were. They, I mean, like we were mentioning, Dave anticipated that Damian Lillard was going to be was going to request a trade. They had basically planned that that was going to happen, which is why they passed out on the opportunity to get Bradley Beal, and he put Miami as his preferred trade destination. How often does a player not go to his trade destination? And that's where I get to, like, like if you're the Miami Heat, I don't think they did enough. Like, they, sure, they felt like they had the better offer. I think they needed to go all in. And I know that they felt like they could have gotten this probably at their price or they, they should have gotten it at their price. It, it doesn't come down to that anymore. Like, you needed to do everything you could to surround your two-star players with a player that fit them extremely well like this was a guy that they've passed on other stars in the past like they didn't really go all in for donovan mitchell 
They tried to get Kevin Durant. Um, obviously, that didn't happen. They tried to get Bradley Beal. Um, well, maybe they didn't try to get Bradley Beal, but they, they passed did. on several yeah. star players in the past. I know they wanted Giannis. They, they basically keep trying to like get a player in Jimmy's timeline, and they haven't gotten done since. Um, they acquired him, and and like you had both of them calling Damian Lillard. He wanted to come here. In fact, today there were reports that basically he was anticipating that he was going to get traded to Miami today, and that Milwaukee was like out of the, out of blue, out of nowhere. Like they didn't anticipate that the Milwaukee thing was going to really happen. Um, so, I bet you that Bucks offer had been there for a while, and and Cronin looked at whatever crap Masai was offering, yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever and and we know how he kind of feels about miami and he just said fuck it we got to do this before monday yeah. this is this is this is palatable so they gotta, to me yeah and and bond you had a great tweet about it because he doesn't send him to toronto which i think he might have just pro they might have kicked and screamed he would have not him, played he sent him to a place where he's going to have a chance to win a title and mm-hmm. i think cronin saved face a little bit i don't know if he saved face with dame personally but I think he did say face publicly by like, hey, I sent my star to a champion with the two-time MVP, and he's going to have a chance to win titles, and I did my job. I got a return that I'm okay with, and my star got a chance to win. And I think he – I think that's – that's, I, and I think he just took that. You know, it wasn't – Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I, I truly believe that Miami had a better offer. From just, I, I cannot say concretely because I've not been, but just an educated guess of everything that everyone's told to me. And listen, you guys know that I'm not out here trying to break. I'm not, I'm not Leif. I'm not Ethan, but I've done some legwork on this story and I feel pretty confident that I think their deal, their offer was better. Definitely so, could have been better. So do you, do you stick with the offer being the framework, the framework we've seen floated around today? You, gee. You feel that way, and then I'm going to get to your point about what I was saying. I actually think they might have had to give less because part of that was sending Caleb to Phoenix to, you know, to to placate them, to make to, it worth their like, while. Yeah. But it, it just seems like they were just so sick of Aiton that that might have not even had to come yeah. to that. Yeah, so, that was a lot of the things I was wondering. Like, okay, like, and, what is and- yeah, to G's point, that trade that they made, even though it was a three-team deal, it could have just been a two-team deal if they didn't trade Dan. They could have just done the two-team deal between Portland and and um, and uh, what's it called, the Suns, um, basically sending Aiden out to for them because the only player that they got from the Bucks was Grayson Allen. And honestly, like, is Grayson Allen like really the difference? That much of a Did difference? Did they not get Drew? I'm confused. No, he's talking about the, the Suns. Suns. I'm talking the about Suns. the Suns. Oh, okay, I got yeah. you. The Suns and, and Portland could have made that trade, and apparently that was reported by a couple of Portland outlets like that. Potentially that could have been just a separate deal on its own. Yeah. I guess they were talking about that as as not part of a three-team deal. So, so what you were saying that, that I – like, I agree with you. And, okay, so Miami fans probably feel like they had to better package or whatever. Um, one, people keep saying hero. Portland's made it clear that they weren't interested in Tyler, knowing very well that the that an option was there to then flip him once acquired him. They did not want to, from all that we've heard, they weren't really trying to fuck with Tyler. Cool. So people keep trying to throw that, oh, we could have thrown Tyler. We have the better deal. You can't tell someone what's better for them if they don't like. I can't convince you that what I have is better. If you just don't want I want what I have, like the the value is intrinsically to whom it belongs and so you feel like you have the value there i don't necessarily do so like g said right they got back something that he can feels okay with um they that, stuck that the, publicly is that, okay and hold on hold on i'm gonna get to, yeah so, yeah, so yeah. he should be where however they want to move drew or whatever they should feel decent enough with what they got back i believe in some deandre um so they should feel okay with what they got back there they stuck it to miami on some you're you're not just going to bully me back me into a corner and think I'm going to give you this and take cheap for back, like pushing back there a little bit. And yes, what's if not to send Dampton somewhere that he explicitly asked for Miami and or Brooklyn, then to send them somewhere where they're going to win games. They're in immediate title hunt. Milwaukee's a fine city. Like I think he at least got a solid C plus to B minus across all of the things he, when it could have been please. some wild A minus F. Milwaukee's a what? He got fleeced. No, a f- to, to I, you. 
And that's in your value. That's I'll tell, no, I'll tell, I'll, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. No, I'll tell you why. Because... But but that's you. And I don't think that Dame really cares to be in Miami or like a market like that. I feel like Dame like wants to be able to kind of relax. Why. He's been in Portland for eleven years. Like, hey, cool. They've been talking every day, apparently. It's huh? cold. Like, I, I know. Dan, I know. Dan you're... And been talking every day. They been wanting this to happen. I know you're. I know, no, I understand. He's to gonna to report cold. to Milwaukee. He's he's gonna be happy enough because he'll be t- contending. But contending. Like, there you go. In his heart of hearts, heart of hearts, he wanted Miami over everything else. Yeah, we understand that. So, I I agree with everything. Kind of kind of said. What I, what I will say is, I guess my sticky point, and I know a lot of people disagree with me. I talked to some some of my friends in the NBA, and they're like, "You're crazy." They're telling me that Drew's going to get them a better return. Because in reality, they why don't do you, want Drew. How? How? Yes. Re- why do you think that he's not a better no, no, return no, no, than let, who? Let me, because he's ahead, been on the record ahead. saying he's going to retire in like two seasons. Oh, yeah. One wait. season. Let me, let me say this. Drew is – I just think that the market for sending multiple picks for guys like that it's going to change because the second apron, everybody talks about like the heat not wanting to be a second apron team. Like that's some sort of indictment, bro. You don't want to be a second apron team. They start taking your first round picks away when you're in the second apron. You don't want it. The second apron is like designed. So you don't go to it because they it's don't so, take your first round picks. So you just can't trade them. You they can't freeze. trade them. They're like, it's a really punitive. Like if, could yeah. you imagine if you're a contending team and you can't trade your picks because you have too much salary. How do you get out of that situation? You don't manage your shit better. Exactly. <laughs> Use so, like, the payers. So what I'm saying is like the Heat yes. don't want to. No team wants to get caught in that. So like right. the people that saying like, oh, the second neighbor stuff, like that's bullshit. Like no team wants to be in that. And I think controlling cost effective players is going to be very important in this new collective bargaining agreement. Absolutely. So I don't think that like Drew went for three first round picks. There is like the market's going to be different. I don't think that guys like that are going to go for three. Guys of his caliber are going to go for three first round picks. I would mm-hmm. be surprised if he goes for two first round picks because that's da- that's a dangerous proposition given the new collective bargaining agreement and given his salary and everything. So I have my reservations on. I think that Hero can get you a first. I feel confident in that at the very least he can get you a first and take back some salary that's not detrimental to your team. I believe that. Holiday can get you a first and probably the same thing. Maybe a player. Maybe he gets you a little bit better back. Maybe. It depends because the team could really like Hero because he's younger and stuff. I just think it's pretty negligible. Maybe I'm wrong. I am super like down to be like, gee, you're fucking crazy. Drew can go for two firsts or Drew can go for a first and a good player. I could be super wrong. And Bon, you're, you're nodding. I'm like, I don't, I'm not going to pretend to know the market. Yeah. I just don't. Like you could have gone, you for sure could flip Hero for a pick, and the Portland's not going to be contending, bro. You flip him for fucking salary that you, you know what I mean? Like you, you can, you can make that work. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think they both have pretty similar trade value you can argue obviously we know who the better two-way player is that's besides the point but just due to age contract like brian stated drew holiday came out and said after we beat them this year he's going to finish out his contract and probably retire like this is out on record and this is what he said people can change their mind about anything you know i don't hold them against them but this is what's stated so um 
just his age is a concern just in general. You trading more than one first round pick for a player of his caliber who isn't really a Dame-esque, you know, he's not he's not in that tier. He's he's not he's probably like two tiers below him. And it's not a knock to him. He's a great three on a team or something like that. But Tyler Tyler's kind of the same thing. He's just younger. So it's kind of, you know, where do your chips fall in? I, I don't know, man. I feel like truthfully, I just feel like the Heat ultimately I feel like this isn't the worst thing that could have happened. Because they do get to keep some, like you stated, some of these cost-controlled assets. They get to keep their picks. They get to see what's out on the market. Now, do I think this team is fit to make a run into the... Do I think this team is fit to win the championship? Absolutely fucking positively not. I am not blind. Do I think they're fit to make a first, second round, be a second round exit, perhaps? Maybe an Eastern Conference Finals? I just don't know. I just think talking about that is like a moot point because you're just asking Jimmy and Bam to like, hey guys... Can you can you do it again? Can you do Please. everything all all of and, it all over again? By the way, Bond, shout out to you. Like, Gabe Vince is not walking through that door, and he was incredibly important. Max like, Bruce not shout out to Tiffany not gotta, walking through that door. You got I mean, to work. He will be actually. I'll, I'll say this about Max, and I've talked to Tiff about. I know, this. I know, I know. That he got the bag. Congratulations. Yeah. Miami yeah. cannot be paying a guy like I that. Wanna, I wouldn't want to pay him that. So, like, so. I in my mind, Max was just not a possibility. And there was no sign and trade possibility for that either because Cleveland just had the cap space to make that happen with or without Miami. So for, for Cleveland, it, it just Miami just had no horse in that race. The one that hurts is Gabe because they did now, a sign and trade. It's the Lakers that, that had the cap space. Or well, no, the, the so exception. Cleveland Cleveland had the cap space. They they gave them they gave them an extra like two or three million dollars. They needed to do a sign trade because they had to sign them to a little bit more than what their trade exception was. They used most. No, of the they trade used exception. A, they used a mid level. But they, they signed up for a little bit more they, than the mid-level. That's what I'm saying. But they they didn't sign into the mid-level. They used the trade exception because they used the mid-level on Gorgeous Niang and another player okay, before well, they so signed. We have Brian Goins here. Brian Goins. They did. Here. It was a sign trade. Miami got the <laughs> second round pick, and um, then they did the sign trade with with San Antonio. How did, I, how did I not know that? Said he remember said he Osman got traded out to San Antonio in that deal. Mark Stevens. With, oh my God! Mark yeah, Stevens. and you know what's funny? They got the trade exception, the second round pick. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's all come. Listen, we took a month off. I'm, You're I'm the one that reported that basically to me. I know. I remember. Mark I I, re- I was doing the groundwork on that. I totally forgot. <laughs> I, hey, listen, I've had a good summer. Holy shit! Hell yeah, Jeez. for me. No, I was great. away again great. playing volleyball. Won my first game on my volleyball league this year. Or one and uh-huh. O, baby. Cooking that money. Cooking. Cooking. Oh man, I served so well. Somebody said G was asleep as Pat Riley. Dude, yeah, I know. Yeah, you were rested. <laughs> rested. I mean, so, we are rusty. But this is our second pod in like two months. <laughs> yeah. yeah, listen, uh, you know, we're, we're getting, we're, we're, we're kind of getting the swing. So, yeah, I, I'm just like, you know, the loss of Gabe, it, it kills you because he was so good in pick and roll in the playoffs. I know he had a rough regular season, but in the playoffs, I mean, he was so big time in that in that mid range area. I felt so good about him coming off the screen into that pull up from mid range yeah. so good he could attack the rim he, he was really good at kind of getting that little baseline angle off those low bam screens oh it was beauty bond i know you love it it you know he was great and they lost yeah. that and they had no replacement i mean they had josh and listen i love jay rich jay rich is one of my all-time favorite he players Please like stop. ultimate no no listen like ultimate vibes like i love him <laughs> I, I loved covering him uh, he was one of the, the players that i talked to in the locker room the most He was very friendly to me he just hasn't been good since he's been here. And, you know, maybe you can recapture some of the magic, but I, I just don't see him being better than Gabe Vincent was. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate to that because I wanna first of all, I wanna come out and say, as Bond knows, Gabe was my favorite player as well last year. Obviously, aside from Bam, I don't want to count Bam or Jimmy, but I love Gabe Vincent. Like he is I think he's the biggest mistake they've had aside from Beal personally, because I don't think Dame is out the door, whatever. But just in general, I I was looking at some stats. Josh Richardson was a more effective pull-up shooter this season than Gabe at every level of the floor. I'm not saying he's better than him. It is to be determined. But no, the Gabe, but the regular you know, season. Yeah. No, the, I agree. And I agree Gabe, entirely. Gabe, Gabe had some injuries. And listen, he had a rough regular season. There's no two ways about yeah, absolutely. it. Absolutely. But he, we saw oh. the level of play that he's capable of. Yes, and and it's not to take anything. I'm not here to yeah, say yeah, no, Josh Richardson is better. I'm just here to say that that transition isn't going to be as rough. I do think what's going to be rough is the guy that you have under your name, G. He's one year older, and I have no idea what the fuck we're going to do with him. Hey, you watch, you watch your fucking mouth. Tell me. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just. Yeah, we, we are not. This is not a democracy. 
this is bond bond what'd you have no i agree with all that lou said no no um (laughs) yeah so i i get i i think i'm with you on the I hope it's some of the recapture the the magic because you know I admittedly haven't been watching all of uh, Jay Rich's journey and I know San Antonio people will, basketball you know I know the Pelicans I know uh, people stand you know all their toes down on the idea that Jay Rich was just asked to do too much when he was here and so if we're in a different role you know you maybe see a different composure uh, uh, just maybe a different com- effectiveness out of him um, altogether or whatever that one I don't consider. Jay Rich, I guess, the Gabe replacement because of um, Josh's athletic ability and kind of his springiness and the way that I can see them using him defensively and what his new role would be without the ball kind of in his hands. I saw Jay Rich as more of like your Caleb insurance. Say, you know, your Jamal Kane is not up to speed. You don't know what you're getting out of um, Ami. You don't know. I I saw uh, Josh as some of the Josh. uh, Josh as some of the Caleb, um, you know, kind of slack there. And, you know, you're right. You're, you're thin in the point guard room. You're thin in the power forward room. People are saying that they're fine at four. Um, I think that they're we trying are? to – I think I've – child, I've seen some. I think that people are trying to convince themselves that's that they're cope. fine at four. That's cope. That's, that's so much cope. But it was oh, – we're fine at two and a half positions. I've seen some wild stuff from that particular person. Anyway, two and a half. Just like <laughs> – you know, we're, it's 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 rough. I think I think it is a lot of kind of cope happening, and you you're hoping on some things to pan out. Unless we're just fully ready to embrace, you know, uh, the kids and and how we can best well, use the kids. That's why they say we're, we're fine at four. How we can just use the kids around Jamie and just see what we can get. Um, they say that they feel good. Uh, they can tell that to themselves. I don't feel terrible, but I'm not happy given the bill stuff. Um, you haven't really asked me about that yet. I'm going to pass the ball, but I, I have feelings on that. And um, it's just, I don't know. I'm happy the whole game thing is over, but there, I think it does leave a considerable amount of like fallout or, or just like spillage in a few different areas as a fan. Well, I'll, and we'll get into next what, what was and, and what wasn't with, with Beal and kind of the other moves that they, that they took a flyer on, but I want to kind of bookend some of the stuff with, you know, kind of what I feel is that Joe Cronin felt that he was cornered by Riley yes. and Masai Ujiri because those and Dame, I'm just going to Miami. Dame, How you yeah. gonna tell me and where Dame. you just going? Like, come on, <laughs> Dame, Dame, Pat, and Masai, two, three horrible people to corner you, cornered this man, and they created a monster. They created a generational hater. And I've been saying for a long time, I think he was willing to take a worse deal if, you know, you can kind of make it favorable publicly. And I think he did, right? And and, and at the very least, it's it's equal. And normally, if deals are equal or about equal, yeah. you send the star where they want. The, the Heat did not expect the bubble to burst with them. This has happened before with Kawhi. And I think Kawhi was different because it was one year left on the deal. And... Mm-hmm. Kawhi, I don't think was going to hold out, you know, because he had one year left and he got sent to a good situation. So the only other kind of analog I have is Kawhi, but they cornered him. They lowballed him. I mean, Masai Ujiri was offering. I mean, it's now it's all come, again. Shit, I was saying a couple days ago, but now you you see the report. Ananobi was not offered. Roddy Barnes was not offered. It was Gary Trent Jr. It was Grady Dick, Precious Achua, and protected first round picks. Yeah. That man was haggling. That was true immigrant father behavior. I listen. That I've I've seen it. My dad's like that. I I know what it looks like. It was hilarious. And Riley is like, motherfucker, you you need you have nowhere to go. And he was cornered and he found a place to go. And right. I do think it's funny that Bucks that Blazers fans are like, ah, in your face, see, you, you know, we didn't have to we didn't have to stand for your shit. They got lucky. They got lucky that 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 a deal like this materialized because to be honest with you, a lot of teams don't want to trade for an unhappy 33 year old on a supermax deal. That's why there weren't more suitors because Dame Lillard is good enough to have more suitors, but nobody wants to be the team to trade stuff for a guy who's 33, who's going to be owed 60 plus million dollars at age 36. Nobody wants to risk that, which is why the Raptors were not offering Ananobi. 
because they've been burned by a guy saying peace before. So Cronin, these two men felt, okay, we're in control. This motherfucker has nowhere to go. You just got to do what we say. And Cronin found it out. And he just said, fuck you, fuck you. And that's kind of how it goes. And at the end of the day, he gets the last laugh. We can call him a hater. We could say, bro, you kind of got fleeced. I mean, Dame Lillard for one first round pick, two pick swaps, and 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 Drew Holiday is simply not good enough. Drew Holiday was traded for more than Damian Lillard was, if we're being honest. Like Drew went for three picks and stuff, and and, and good players. So that's kind of where we are. It takes two to tango. The Heat clearly, I I think it's fair to say that he didn't put their absolute best deal in, but I think they put more of what Barry Jackson and the organization led, led lets us know probably to protect the players that they have on the roster to save face a little bit to a little bit kind of act high and mighty. Like we don't need you. Maybe they're deluded. I don't know, but just judging from what I can kind of tell. And and that's kind of where that's kind of where we are. So let's talk about where we're going to go. Right. Mm -hmm. Because you know, the heat passed on some guys, right. The heat passed on Beal because they're like, "Eh, I have a bird in hand, but you know, let's let's go for you know, let's shoot for the stars. Buddy Healed is still being talked about to Miami. Something we talked about last week. That's I look at that as much less likely. There's Holiday, and I know I'm throwing a lot of stuff at you, but I don't even know, I don't even know how they proceed, Lou. I'm just as lost as you are, man. It is foggy out here. I'm trying to see the vision. Shit is foggy. Clouds Rainy. are everywhere. Rainy. Raining. It's it's fucking it's fucking it's a snowstorm in Miami. I can't see shit, man. It's cold. Pat's sleeping. He's hibernating at this point. I I don't know. No, I'm kidding, man. But like realistically, I just don't see. I don't see a plan right now. And the it, it just it doesn't fit the timeline. Like I believe in the kids personally. I do. I I extremely believe in Jovich. I got slandered on it on the last pod we I came on because of it. I do believe in him. I think his value is better than. He's better than what his value is perceived as, but still, I just don't know where they're going. They they have holes on this roster to win now that I don't know how they're going to fit them. I don't know how they're going to clear them. I don't think, I don't think they're just like Dame is one piece that they were missing. There's not a Dame level piece to be had. Like you know, like you can survive with the hole at the four if you got Damian Lillard at the one, Jimmy and Bam. You get what I'm saying? I, I, I don't. I know absolutely if- agree with that, and I've been saying that. As well, and I and I don't know if they have pieces to go acquire and mold the team around those two, towards where you feel that comfortable. So I'm just curious to see what they do. I think step one has to be. I mean, they cut Jamari Bouye. What the fuck are they doing today, man? That means they believe in Drew Smith. We'll see where this goes. That is your and Frankie's 9/11. More his than mine. I'm not gonna lie, but but still. More his than mine, but still. No, no, no. My my guy was Kane, but he disappointed. My guy's Jovic now, man. I'm a Jovic guy. You're, you're a Jovic guy. Always have. Um, Brian. Yeah. Where 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 do they go? Because I I'm with Lou that they have a lot of problems. They need scoring. Yeah. They need shooting. They need rim pressure. They, they need, need size. size. They need power forward, and they need wing depth. That's a. They lot need of- some youth if they can. <laughs> They got that at least. Okay, sure. I guess you know they. they, As Tiff, as the great (laughs) Tiffany Meeks, reality check master says, they need, need, need. Oh, and just need. I agree that Dame is good enough that maybe you can be good enough that you can overlook those needs that are glaring. Because listen, Jimmy was in sensational. That they almost got away with not having a playable backup center and a non-functional power forward. I mean, let's let's be real. And Caleb, uh, Caleb, Caleb was fucking Caleb's on one. Brian, where where do they go? I mean, we're less than what five days from media Monday, day, and Monday's training camp day. starts Tuesday. Yeah, look, we're at the end of the off season. Moves have already been, basically been done across the league. Yeah, we got maybe a couple. Pl- Yes. We got a couple of players that might be traded still. So really like the three players you're looking at on the market would be off. You just mentioned Buddy Heald, Harden. We don't know what his situation is going to be, but Harden. he's out there at strip clubs um, partying up with signs saying Dara Mori still a liar. Um. We have not <laughs> talked enough about that man in China, in China. 
calling Daryl Morey a liar. He knew what he was doing. He's the GOAT. He's He is the GOAT of getting out of a situation. No, Hard, that's it. Harden, the bottle girls, bringing out Daryl Morey is a liar. He says it on Chinese television. I, I got to be honest with you. That man in Houston, he sabotaged his own statistics. Players never do that. He's like, I got enough points. I don't give a fuck. Get me out of here. Incredible. And uh, and I guess Drew now. Um, but I don't I don't imagine Pat Riley. Like Pat Riley is such a stubborn fucking asshole that he's not going to call Croton after all this. I wouldn't call and try Croton to get Drew. This. I wouldn't. Like normally, yes, they do their due diligence and see what the market is out there. And it seems like the two team other teams that are linked, according to Shams, for Drew would be other contenders on the fucking Eastern Conference, yep. considerably the Boston Celtics. So, like, you're letting the two teams that already were, here. like, your, your, your competitors, your, your top peers, get even better? Like, to me, that seems ridiculous, but that might be the case. It might be the case where Milwaukee lands game and Boston finishes their offseason with both Drew Holiday and Porzingis. So do you let that happen if you're Miami? Do you, do you try to put an even more competitive offer to go get Drew Holiday? Because I don't see how Cronin gives um, – Drew Holly to Miami, unless it's anything like more than like two or three first round picks. Like it's basically going to cost them what it would have cost to get Dame, I think, if yep. they want to get him. I- I'm sorry, I'm not. If I'm dying and I need an EpiPen, I'm not calling. I'm not calling Joe Cronin. I- I'm sorry. There's. I don't think there's any situation if I'm Riley that I'm picking up the phone to call that man. I mean, they need point of attack de- defense now, especially if you're playing against Dame in the Eastern Conference Finals. Lowry, can you give us 38? You don't got Gabe Vincent um, going full court guarding Jalen Brunson anymore. That man, that man was going to get his steps in. It's it's unfair. LeBron doesn't deserve <laughs> him, man. We, we don't have a full court press defender anymore in this team besides Caleb, I guess. Josh I Richardson. Th- I don't even think he's a good fit with LeBron. No, and they're going to use him wrong, and it's going to piss me off when he's if he starts this long. And, I and then the Laker fans are going to hate him. And they're going. To, I hope he's just been working on nothing but catching shoot. If LeBron <laughs> still would have pound the ball, I need you to be ready to knock all those shits down. But I, I will talk to. He would have been great later. in Milwaukee. Like if you put him in Milwaukee, like that's great because he can run pick and roll with Giannis. He has like he could do some catch and shoot. He can handle like that would have been too much for my heart to handle. No, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just, I just hate that he's on the Lakers. Nice. But yeah, but Bond. So, where did campaign? Go? Anybody? Can we get campaign? Maybe. I know you wanted, you wanted Beal. You and Lou were, were very pro Bradley Beal, and, and that didn't happen. And now they're kind of, you know, kind of emptying their pockets upside down, and and Lint's falling out, and they're 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 literally the Kevin James meme. They're like, you know, Riley's like, Bond's like, you could have had Beal. Pat Riley's like, yeah. Okay, so. So the reason why I was so pro Bill and so pro just some of the other pieces that could have gotten it done is because I have fully. So you didn't need to try to like you wanted to be overpowering, I think, when you really just needed to get better. Like it's okay to say that you needed more offense. It's okay to say that you need more. Like you needed all of these things, but it didn't need to come in this one supernova of an entity that would have pushed you like super over the top i think or just giving you kind of a not even an unfair thing but just i don't know you went whale hunting when there were prize bluefin tuna that you could have caught Mm. two three of and like been eating well and you know been able to move it around and, and keep it you know pretty balanced and you would have kept some depth would have been cheaper and it's just the 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 game to me was never a need. I've always said it was like a high price luxury item. You could have gone and got other things that would have taken you kind of over the top. I, I certainly feel like people say, you know, we didn't have the cap space. You could have finagled some guys like, hey, I'm working on the thing. Let's work on some giant, some like let's try to preemptively set up some sign and trade types of things. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think Bill gives you that extra that you need. You need um, a score with a certain kind of knock to him with a certain a little with a bit more edginess with a bit more kind of force behind what it is that they do is my opinion someone that can be the offensive hub not just distributing it but taking a little bit of the intended offensive range for small bursts of time you get mm-hmm. Jimmy some rest you let get bam um, continue to ease his way into his like complete 
maximization and you just get kind of better. You get a guy that wants to work, kind of wants to compete. And it's just the idea of not even like kicking those tires, not even considering. And I get it. Jimmy said, go get this guy. This should be your focus. Someone tweeted me and was like, sometimes you have to kind of, you know what your stars want, but kind of you have to have a better handle on what it is that they need. And I, I feel like, you know, kind of this off season, we, we missed some, some, Can I, maybe some opportunities at some places. That bon, let me ask you a question then. So what were some of the players that Miami passed up on besides Beal that they could have gotten? Oh, this like, and, and see, that's the thing too. I'm not going to sit in. If I really want, I don't have the list of people and maybe that. Takes well, who are some guys that did change teams that you did, that you maybe see, you would I don't liked know. I don't know that. I don't, I'm not saying people that, necessarily change teams people that you maybe could have not even convinced and i don't i don't have the list for you so like if that's a knock on my argument then maybe it is but i just uh there were i remember at the times of things happening um people just very very much oh you're letting the idea of losing out on whoever it was distract well, like you from was a name that you would have oh, that you would have sure liked. last that's season, what i was asking are you talking about like, that minimum signings that they didn't really kinda make sure last offseason it was like Rui. oh Rui, you don't want nothing with Rui. d'lo was out there oh you don't want nothing with d'lo and, and these people go and they contribute in decent enough ways that you i, I think kind of Pat, and I know it's it's situational. I'll, de- I'll defend the non delo trade because Lowry sure. was really good for them in the playoffs, and I don't I think agree. that. Cool, but you know, I don't know. where they go from now. I get I your know. point. I get your point. I, I, I don't know, know kind of what the plan is. I I trust them to flesh it out, and I trust who is remaining to. I will really say this: want to get going, Lou. I'm gonna let you go. Vaughn, yeah. I, I agree 100 percent with what you're saying because at the end of the day, you need to fill your team with NBA players. Mm-hmm. And they just you sometimes you just need dudes that can fucking hoop. Yeah, you don't need the perfect fit. And I think Miami is sometimes obsessed with is this guy the right fit, and not just like can this guy play? Because yes. sometimes guys can play, and you let them figure it out. I think they have a unique situation because their two best players can't shoot, mm-hmm. and that is a problem because that means you cannot introduce another element. Because if you introduce a shaky shooter. You're stuck, right? So that's the problem with the build. And that is where they're scared of taking risks, mm-hmm. right? Because, listen, the, and, and, and they've missed on a lot of guys. And, like, a lot of guys, a lot of teams missed on a lot of guys. That's not a that, – that's, like, you know, whatever. It, it happens. But I do think that there is a little bit of fear that, hey, we just can't bring uh, any – you know, we just can't fit anyone here because, like, if this guy just, like, doesn't have a good shooting season, then – we can't our offense is gonna crumble. It's already their offense is already bad. You know, the only times the offense is good is when they have shooting. So it's tough. And I I agree with you. Sometimes the bird in hand is better than the 10, you know, in the air, but I don't envy the front office and I think that there's a lot of validity to everything. Lou, what you got? Uh I just got I got two questions. First question is if the Heat were to make a move, who do you guys feel like is the person to get traded? From like the, the first name, yes. It kind of depends. So I looked Be- at deals because, like, if they yeah. want to go for healed, you can do like hero for healed and McConnell and a pick. But like, if you're Miami, like, does that make you feel good? Like, I don't know. You can go for Holiday, right? And then you trade Lowry plus, um, Jovic. I'm uh, sorry, Lowry plus JJJ plus. Highsmith Smith or Jovic, one of the two, that gets you to the salary. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I, I guess you know, and you probably have to give a pick as well. I don't know how people feel about that. You know, I think Lowry's pretty likely to get moved because he's the biggest salary, and you could get something, and he's expiring. And I, I just, I kind of have a feeling that the Heat are sick of him. Um, so. Yeah, I've basically. heard some rumors about Lowry. Like they don't want him on the team no more. Like, like yeah, honestly, I don't even know. If, th- we've know, heard that a lot. Play. I'm sick. Of, I'm sick of people saying that because I've heard that a million times that they're like, "Oh, he's played his last game for the Heat, and then he's fucking here for another six months." So keep yeah. on, I, I, that. That that means nothing to me. But no, I'm sure that, probably will get. He'll probably get moved by the trade deadline. Most I'm likely. sure they have an appetite yeah. to find a suitor for him. Um, I just don't know what they're getting back from realistically. That's going to help them that much. 
because he's just that's, an inspiring contract. That's, that's, that's practically my point. To get yeah. something valuable, and I don't even know who that player would be because. Doc, yeah, stop with the overpaid. He was signed over the cap. You guys fucking fix your brain. You don't care about the salary. You just want to complain. He's still overpaid. You just want to let him left. It doesn't matter. You're not fucking dishing the money out. He's not preventing you from doing stuff. Go fucking go jerk off, you dumbass. And people don't because he makes too much money. Is that not preventing them from doing some stuff? No, they're over the cap and they were over the cap when he got here. So it's not like they can sign. They have their exceptions. You know what I mean? Like that's not preventing them. It's just they they gave him the money because they wanted it. And they got in a way, in a way, he's he's taking a big percentage of cap for them to use a lot of their exceptions. Now, this this season, we basically could only use a vet minimum. We couldn't use no, they the mid-level. Use the mid-level. They don't want to pay. Ta- they don't want to pay luxury their, tax. Their mid-level was like five million. It's nothing. They could they have had a bigger. Pay, and they don't want to pay luxury tax. Had he had he been as had, I mean, they're paying the luxury tax this season. That's not. They true. don't want to pay more luxury tax. Is the kind of the, yeah. the, the point of it. Regardless, they didn't want to pay more luxury tax for a five million dollar player. This guy again, you don't, you buddy, you're not getting it. They're over the <laughs> cap, and even if you amnesty him, they're still over the cap. If you yeah. if you wave your hand and jerk your dick three times, they're still over the cap. They can't sign anybody. Yep. Open I, I a was... fucking Excel sheet. I swear, you guys just love to complain. All you like to do is complain. <laughs> Listen, where's Barry Jackson's tweet? Barry. <laughs> Lou, play, Lou, we like our team. We like our team. Whether no. he can talk. get a random next available name. Understand that yearning for this has become an unhealthy, unsatisfying way to go through life. Like an addiction. Accepting reality of the way things are. Step one of the grieving process. He just tweeted it out. That's basically what he did. Fucking hell. <laughs> no, but what I was going to say is this season, I don't know if, if this is only me just, you know, bullshitting or playing devil's advocate. I don't really know. It has a, a very similar feel to after we make that run and we um, basically make the finals. Larry comes, you know, we have an before Larry comes, sorry, we have an aging go on. Um, we just drafted a two, like, you know, get a two in the draft. We got young. The team isn't really fit around. Like this team has a similar um, I don't know, like feel about it than that team did when we just fell short after making the finals. Like, I see a lot of similarities. Aging point guard, we had Goron at the time who just came off an injury. Now we got Lowry. Fully understand that. Then we have, you know, similar, some young young players trying to step up, a la Hakez and Jovic and stuff. So I don't, I don't know, man. I, I'm very curious to see what the hell this team does, but I just don't see a, I don't see a clear path to anything until the trade deadline. I think we're stuck with this exact roster, barring like a minimum signing or so. Maybe Udonis Haslam comes back and he fixes the four questions. But I have I'm fucking lost. I think I Hamish surprises some. I'm just like oh, I, I so so it's like I, I, think I would much rather be in a different place, but I there are multiple pieces on the team this season that I am interested in just getting a chance to watch. Um, exactly. Yeah, just to see. But I don't think Kevin Love should be playing many minutes to if start. You, the year. If you were to ask me, like gee, given what they have, what is the thing that needs to happen for this team to be the best that they can be? I think I might say Highsmith needs to become like a 30 minute a game player, mm-hmm. you know, like if he can get to that yeah. level, like of shooting and just like offensive awareness, which I don't think he's that far. He's not, he really is not. <laughs> I thought he was great. I thought he deserved more playoff minutes. I thought, mm-hmm. I think Spoh's just a little skittish of playing young guys in huge games, but I thought, listen, he changed, he, he changed games in that Boston series. I mean, he had, he had, he had dudes in jail. He had the, the pride of the league in jail. He so, has a great body. He has a great spring. He he's under. He's intelligent. Great hands. He he reminds me of a hybrid between PJ Tucker and, and Jay Crowder. Like literally, almost like a like a yeah, more stretched out, more, more mobile, of, more mobile than yes, both of them. Not as strong, more, but more mobile. Much more agile. Yeah, yeah like like some kind of hybrid. Yeah. So I I'm I'm comfortable with him. I think really realistically, the biggest question I have on the team is point guard. Like. I know you guys were talking about the four, and I was just bullshitting about it right there. But like honestly, I Jovic and him, I believe that they can step up and cover that void. Obviously, not to a T that you would want without Lillard on the team. But you know, 
as opposed to with Lillard. But point guard is by far the biggest question, and I don't see a clear solution for that answer. So what if what if it, what if something like a Iggy JP or PJ hybrid? How does that feel over PJ crowd? In I Denver? actually think Iguodala PJ. I don't really put yeah. Crowder I say in. Iggy yeah. PJ. Yeah, I think like, Iggy I, PJ. Yeah. The reason I say Crowder is because High uh, Highsmith is a lot more comfortable shooting wing threes as opposed to corner threes, and Iggy wasn't comfortable shooting from anywhere. I got you. Oh, I, I was just thinking defensively. No, that's a good point. I was th- I was that is a great point offensively. I was thinking like defensive build and kind of composure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no I, I I get that. I was talking about PJ's versatility yep. defensively as well as Crowder, but offensively he can slip like PJ, can't finish yeah. like PJ. But he, you know, like just oh, a little short roll. Like, shit, we got PJ for free. moving to the corners. You, you know, what's funny? he looked a little lost in the Knicks series, but I thought he looked way more comfortable in the Denver and Boston series. I can't explain why. Probably because New York is just New York just has arms. Yeah. They're yeah. lengthier. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they're, they're very- like yeah. he, he like kind of they and they weren't guarding him. And then they collapsed really quickly. And it looked like it just kind of it that's bugged him a bit. Man. But yeah, that, that's kind of that's kind of like my you know my kind of I need that to happen for them to, mm-hmm. to kind of you know that that's the one thing because you know we we talk about this a lot like they don't have a they don't have guys in the pipeline you know like Max and Gabe you know Max didn't get a lot of time Gabe didn't get a lot of time until they did but you knew that they were in the system and that he felt good enough to keep them on the team with a roster spot they have Highsmith they have Kane I don't know if Kane's there yet. And they have I Drew know Smith. Highsmith is yeah they have Drew I think Highsmith is the guy that you're just like okay like it's time and they have Orlando Robinson as well which I, I I really like him I know Bon you're a big fan you know I think young bigs is tough but and we never go- we never have a young big in the pipeline we always have like an oversized point guards or some fringe like wing forward I feel like we have like a true kind of mobile you can do Yurtsevin. something with yeah. Yeah, immobile. Immobile Yard, Yard and though, Hassan but, were the ones. I feel like we have a great build of big that we can like actually work with in the pipeline. That's why. So exciting. that's that's kind of where we are, guys. I, I we're not going to get too much into previewing the season because we have all of all of the next couple weeks to do that. Woo. We got we got tons to get to. We're going to in depth with your favorite MHB personalities. Going to get some guests in here. Obviously, we're going to be live on Monday following Media Day for. I'm I'm sure to be an interesting uh, I'm sure to be an interesting day. Maybe we'll try to get uh, maybe we'll try to get a guest who was on site that day. See what was going on. But yeah, guys, that's right. that's where we are. I got okay, some man. slight news. So Brian Winters posted a story a few minutes ago on ESPN. He's talking about how NBA front offices are rushing um, to kind of uh, start talking to Portland Trailblazers about Drew Holiday. Yes, and he does he does list Miami as one of the teams that would reach out. So did so, Woj. We'll see. Yeah, he, so he, also, he also lists the Boston Celtics, the 76ers, the Clippers, the Pelicans, the Knicks, the Kings, and the Warriors. That, you know what that sounds like, Brian? Too much competition. Pelicans. <laughs> Pelicans will um, come back. And then, yeah, the Heat also signed RJ Hampton to a two-way deal. Woo! We talk about pipeline. We're so back, baby! We talk about pipeline. We got RJ Hampton, baby. We, okay, we real got quick. The- who, 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 uh, yes, yes or no? Lou, are you happy about RJ Hampton? Yes, no, maybe. Uh, how about yes, guess? No, eh. yes, no, or eh. yes. Bond. What's his? <laughs> yes. I don't know. Yes, sure. Okay. About Ryan. I'm looking at his his. Uh, I'm also I, that's why I'm not, I said yes. I'm no, looking eh. at his basketball yes, reference. No, eh. Take him out. He had one season where he averaged 11.2 points in in Orlando, and he was 19 years old. But he shot 31 percent from three. So, eh. In his hell. Listen, they, uh... Can he defend at least? Yes, that's literally all he does. You're praying that he okay. can shoot the ball. Okay. Right. <laughs> oh boy, another one of those. Mm, <laughs> the heat have one. Of, the heat have one of the two. It's either pray, pray that they can defend, or pray that they can shoot. It's never. Maybe Caleb 2.0 for us. He's been shooting better, so no, I mean, I'm if not gonna want... lie, Caleb. At sometimes it was pray he can make a shot. Bro, His he last was season. Awful. He so was awful. His last... His last season in Detroit, he did average thirty six and a half percent from three. That's average. I'm telling you. Oh, he's... how many attempts? How many attempts? Let's see. He did that on three attempts a game. All right. Well, you know Something. So that there we go. So that's uh, that's basically that. By the way, 
that concludes our Miami Heat beat offseason coverage. Well, well good job, about. everyone. Woo! RJ Hampton, baby. Let's, Let's go. Ending the offseason with RJ That's what we walked away with. Good. It's over. <laughs> See you guys Monday. Still heat in five. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.